Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. Yeah. Hopefully even just that little bit motivates us to think, how can I get to that next level of life? How can I get to that next level of life? I, I, God has been working in me as a pastor for our church and just speaking to me very clearly that we need to go to another level of life and faith to see our church grow. There's another level of boldness. There's another level of confidence. There's another level of, of faith and belief in who God is and what he's capable of doing. And there's some practices and there's some things that we need to embrace in order to get there. And that video speaks very highly of the fact that just sometimes the smallest change, one degree difference between 211 degrees and 212 degrees moves a locomotive. One degree difference off the course that we're on to a, a different course in 50, in, in, in 50 miles can put you uh, in, in a completely different direction. If you just change one degree of your life. And so today I want to encourage you that we are, are going down this path. And I believe as a pastor what, what I've been called to lead is the kind of change that takes us to the next level. That takes us to a no, new place of growth personally, spiritually, as a church, and as a, a, a group of people who are living our faith in the, in the public outside of these walls. And so if there's a vision that I want you to capture about this series, it's not that we just want to achieve better or have this level of success. It's that we want to be where God wants us on the level of life and the level of faith that I believe he's leading us to. And so... Um, the thing I do believe as well is that all of this applies to all of life. If you'll apply this in your family, if you'll apply this in your workplace, if you'll apply this in your fun, if you'll apply this wherever you are, this will take you to another level. Some of us have been dreaming and hoping and praying that I could just do something special and something extra. Well, you have to leave this level behind to get to that next level. We learned that last week. You can't just say, well, I'm going to keep my foot on this level and I'm going to, take, I'm going to go up to this level. This is what you look like. You look goofy. Just like I look goofy when I do that. And I just want to encourage you. We are being called to go bigger and better and, and more powerful in the, in the name of Jesus than ever before. Which means that we have to leave this behind where we are today and rise to the next level. I'm excited about that. Are you? All right. Praise God. The big thought for this series is simply this. Living at the next level of life and faith means we must be willing to do what we've never done before. We've paraphrased that. If you want what you've never had, you must do what you've never done. It requires the right choices, relationships, convictions, character, competence, and consistency, and commitment. Without these, we will remain or decline to a level of complacency. We can't accept that for ourselves personally, and we can't accept that for our church, right? Nor can we accept that for our community. Our community needs us to step up. Our community needs us to rise to that next level 
The people that don't know Jesus needs us to come to that next level of confidence and faith that we're willing to enter into their journeys so that they can experience God's love, grace, and forgiveness. So the big question we're asking is how do we rise to another level of faith and life? And I believe last week was the beginning of that where we make choices. Remember Joshua encouraged the people of Israel Uh, As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. There's a choice. Moses gave the Israelites a choice. Choose death or life, but choose one. (laughs) Doesn't seem like that's a hard choice, right? (laughs) I'm going to choose death. Some people just don't get it, and they make crazy choices. Last week we talked about choices and how they can help us rise to the next level. And today we're going to talk about relationships, because I believe relationships are the key or one of the keys to rising to that next level. Have you ever heard the statement, um, you know, uh, if you want to fly like an eagle, why are you hanging around the turkeys? <laughs> you ever heard that? <laughs> you know, you want to fly like an eagle, but you're down here going, You're not speaking like an eagle. You're not sounding like an eagle. You're not flapping like an eagle. You're flapping like a turkey. And I've never seen a turkey take flight, at least not far. Yeah, oh, poor turkeys. And yet we have this goal of wanting to be like an eagle, and we're hanging around the turkeys. There's a saying that says, uh, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. We say that to a lot of uh, the teenagers and young people today. Uh, Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that's really true. That is so true, especially in today's world. If you watch kids and they, kids are, are, there's few few leaders and there's a lot of followers. And what we want to raise up, especially at journey is kids that are leaders, kids that are full of faith, kids that are confident about who they are, kids that are confident. And, and uh, <clears throat> Captain Rebecca is doing an amazing job next door. We're having some plans and some uh, dreams about our youth ministry in the future and uh, just excited about all that. But we want to raise up kids that are the, the kids that people are hanging out with that they're following, not our kids that are following the wrong crowd. Amen. So let me ask you, who do you hang with? Just do a quick evaluation in your head. Who are you spending time with? And then, you know, is it, is it are people that, that are elevating you or are they people that are pulling you down? Or are they people that are just letting you stay where you're at? There's all kinds of people in our lives and there's all kinds of influences. And, and we talk about influencers today that are on the, the, the social media and, and these people that are, are creating trends and, and all these kinds of things. But let me ask you, who are your friends? Who are you hanging out with? Who are you listening to? Who are you embracing their thinking and, and ways of thinking? Because believe it or not, you are being influenced. We are being influenced by who we hang out with, who we listen to, what we watch, the time we spend with others. Moses had a Jethro. Jethro was his father-in-law. Joshua had a Moses in the Bible. Elisha, Elijah mentored Elisha. Paul mentored Timothy. Jesus mentored his disciples. Tom had Jerry. 
Batman had Robin, right? Or Robin had Batman? Spider-Man had Iron Man. Beavis had Butthead. I know, that was a bad one. These are all people that hung out together. These are all people that had influence over each other. And if we don't have the right influences, we're in trouble. I think I've mentioned this before. I, was, uh, I went to Northwest University in uh, Kirkland, Washington, right next to Seattle. And while we were there, there was a group of us, six of us, that um, <clears throat> decided that we needed a relationship. We actually had a professor who had a group of his friends that he always hung out with. They did retreats together, all these kinds of things. And, um, <clears throat> and so we, based on their influence on us, decided that we six would uh, be uh, forever friends. And we called ourselves the DDAs, Ducks and Duane alumni. And um, the Ducks were the floor that five of us lived on, and then Duane, who did not live on the, on the floor, couldn't call him a duck, so we just used his name. So it's Ducks and Duane alumni, and we were, we're six guys that still, to this day, talk to each other, share with each other. We don't do as many retreats as, as we used to because of family and all the travel that would be required, but we still talk, we still pray with each other, we still, and, and Dwayne specifically in my life has continued just to stay there and be consistent friend and, and a guy that's always elevated me, always prayed. He, I'll get a text or I'll get a phone call and a voicemail and he'll, he'll, uh, he'll say, hey, my favorite Mexican. Is what he always says. And then he'll say, hey, I'm praying for you. Or I, I, you, I had you on my mind, and I just want you to know I'm there for you. And We'll talk on the phone. We'll talk for hours on the phone and all those kinds of things. And, and uh, I have some really, really good friends. Who we hang out with makes a difference. Who we hang out with, hang out with makes a difference on the direction of up or down. And if we want to get to that next level life... We have to hang out with people that are not just on the level we're at, but are either going to the level we're going to or have already been there and know how to get there. And so we have to understand what that looks like. And, and um, <clears throat> there's a statement I want you to remember. It's sim simply this. The next level, re next level life requires we have people in our lives that leave us better than when they found us. Listen to that. The next level life requires we have people in our lives that leave us better than when they found us. I was just in Seattle this, uh, <clears throat> this last few days um, performing a, a memorial for a friend of ours. Her name is Laura Marie Hines. And she acquired pancreatic cancer just before COVID hit, uh, or just uh, nine months before COVID hit, and then um, last February passed away from her cancer. Laura Marie was the kind of person, and this, this was true, and, and as the memorial went on, everybody said the same thing, that she left people better than when she found them. And that she didn't care about her, she cared always about the person in front of her. And it could be wait staff at a restaurant, it could be a, a, a a, a, a person, a, what are they, they called flight attendants um, on the plane. They could be close family members or friends like us who made a, an amazing impact on our lives. 
And that was Lori Marie. And she made, uh, <clears throat> made an effort to make sure that there was not one person she didn't leave better than when she found them. And she, for us, she was always encouraging us to strive for our dreams. She would invite us over to her, her, her family, uh, what they called vision board night. And so we would go over there on their vision board night. And the whole family's there. And they would include us in this, in this family night. And we would create vision boards for the next year. And, and, and get, they, they'd have just tons of magazines out everywhere and these little find these little statements that you could make that uh, 2015 is going to be an amazing year because I'm gonna, I'm going to do these things and create vision and it was just amazing how she continued to elevate us and elevate the rest of her family what i've learned is that we need people like Laura Marie in our lives i've I, i've narrowed it down to this relationships are like food everything comes back to food for me there's comfort food, and there's healthy food. I know, I'm stepping on toes. There's comfort food, and there's healthy food. Comfort, let, me, let me define what a comfort friend looks like. Comfort friends, and I'm talking relationally speaking, comfort friends make you fat, not fit. Okay? It's pretty true of comfort food. Comfort food makes you fat, not fit. So, in most cases... Uh, Comfort friends live to consume the relationship for themselves. Comfort friends don't want you taking from them. They want you to give to them. Comfort food is something we just consume, right? And it, there's really not a big benefit. It's just for our benefit. It's, it's for our, our comfort. Um, <clears throat> comfort friends mo mostly benefits uh, the relationship on a short-term basis, not a long-term basis. Comfort relationships that don't elevate us are often just short-term relationships. Many comfort relationships are one-sided and have little cost to leave them. It's not hard to leave comfort food. Once you're addicted to it, it is. Especially donuts. Donuts are tough. Potato chips are really hard. Once you start those, isn't it hard to put them down? Yeah, am I, I'm, okay, maybe it's just me. What's interesting about comfort friends is little effort is required to participate in a comfort relationship. Little effort. Pleasure is more important than practice. And so it doesn't take a lot of effort to, to have fun. And I get, we need fun. We need friends that are fun. We hung out with some friends this weekend that we just laughed hysterically with. Comfort friends play rather than have purpose. They'd much rather do something fun than do something that gets us moving forward. Comfort friends are passive rather than passionate. Comfort friends would allow us to stay where we are and be passive rather than passionate. Healthy friends, on the other, on the other hand, make you fit, not fat. Healthy friends make you fit not fat they consume to live rather than live to consume so they they consume to bring life so when they're taking even life from us they're actually creating this 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 um, uh, uh, experience where not only are they taking from us but they're giving back 
And that's what healthy food does. We consume it and then it builds us. It's powerful. Healthy friends mostly benefits, uh, most of the benefits of healthy friends are realized over a long term. It's the hard part about um, comfort food is like the immediate moment. Oh, this donut is so good. When you eat that piece of broccoli, not the same experience. <laughs> but it's a longer term benefit. There's a longer term benefit from that piece of broccoli. Most healthy relationships cost a lot to leave them. They hurt. You've heard the statement, you only love as much as you're willing to hurt. In healthy relationships, love is deep. And leaving hurts a lot. A lot of effort is required to develop a healthy friendship. Practice is encouraged more than pleasure. Practice in the relationship, working at it, doing everything we can to make it happen. And sometimes that's a whole lot more work than the pleasure relationships that just like, hey, if we don't get along, I'm done with you. There's purpose in a healthy relationship rather than just play. I'm not saying playing's bad. We need to have fun. We need to enjoy life. We need to have a good time. But um, we need friends that help us move it towards our purpose, not just our, <clears throat> not just play. And I think healthy relationships encourage passion, not passivity. They encourage us to get excited about something, to go after something, to work hard on something, to, to move forward on something, to serve a purpose in life, rather than go, ah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. That takes too much energy. Let's not care about those people. Let's not do that missions trip. Let's not, you don't need that. You, you just, just enjoy life. Healthy friends or comfort friends. Which ones do you have? Which ones do you have in your life? What kind of relationships do you, are you experiencing right now? The big question I want to ask and answer today is simply this. What does a next level relationship look like? And I'm going to take a moment just to describe a few characteristics of what I think a next level relationship is and how it will benefit us. The first one is a next level relationship encourages good character. It encourages good character. It encourages you to be a good person, not just do good things. Or avoid bad things. Sometimes the comfort friends will just say, hey, just avoid the bad stuff, but don't worry about becoming a good person. And so they, they just try and keep you away from trouble instead of push you into good things. That's not a good friend. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. Paul was writing the Corinthian church and there was a heresy in the Corinthian church that didn't believe in the resurrection. And these people were saying, if there's no resurrection, live life to the fullest now. Do all that you can. Sin all you want. It doesn't matter. I don't even know how they come up with that kind of conclusion looking at Christianity. But the reality is these guys were leading people down a wrong path and corrupting their character. Who are you hanging out with right now? 
Who are the people that are pushing you into a good character experience rather than a bad character experience? Who are the people that are elevating your thinking to say, I need to be a good person, not just do good things or even just avoid bad things. But I need to be a good person. Don't get caught up in this crowd mentality. It's a very popular thing today to kind of look at where the trends are. Are you a trendy person or are you a character-built person? If you're trendy, you're going, you're going with the, the, the winds and the waves and you're just kind of floating along and you're, you're going which, whichever way the culture's kind of leaning. But if you're a character-built person, you're allowing God to build depth in you and character and strength. And unfortunately, character is quite often built through pain and challenges and testing and grit and it's it's a difficult process but do you have people who are helping you and encouraging good character a comfort relationship will encourage you to compromise a healthy relationship will encourage you to stay strong and stand for truth and do the right thing not the wrong thing we were at a friend's house yesterday just getting ready to leave on our plane flight back here and we were hanging with our friends Jim and Denise and they're some of our very very best friends and uh, we laugh and we cry with them and we pray with them and and what was really cool is we got up and I wasn't even thinking this and I'm, I'm ashamed to say this but I wasn't even thinking but we got up and we were getting ready to leave and Jim says wait we haven't prayed and we were ready to leave I was ready to move on and he said nope we got to pray. So we spent the next 10 minutes praying together, hands in a circle, the four of us, just praying that God would bless their family, our family, our church, their church, all this, everything that's going on. And it was just, there's such good people that elevate our hearts to go to the right place and put our faith and trust in the right place. My buddy Dwayne, he, he always tells me how he's growing in his faith and walk with God. When he calls, he says, this is what I'm going through. This is what I've experienced. This is what God's doing in my life. And he, I don't even think he knows he's doing it. He's just elevating me to desire to grow like he's growing. A pair of guys that I met with this weekend, Kurt and Randy. Randy is Lori Marie's husband, and Kurt is uh, her son. And they are, these guys are like, Go after every dream you could possibly dream. Go after everything. And, and I've talked about writing a book. And, and Kurt's first question was, so how's that book coming? Uh, shut up, Kurt. <laughs> Randy asked the same question. These guys, are they want me to, to succeed. They want me to go after these dreams. They've gone after their dreams. And, and they've experienced some incredible things. A healthy next level relationship encourages good character. A healthy next level relationship keeps their anger in check. Encourages us to keep our anger in check. Proverbs 22, 24 says, Do not make friends with hot, a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. Or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Isn't that interesting? 
Stay away from those hot-tempered people. I honestly used to be one. I can get angry and get hot-tempered. I'm an Irexiki. I'm Irish, Cherokee, and Mexican. You put that, that mix together, that's a recipe for disaster right there. And it only, only God can control that kind of thing. And so I've, I have to, I need to be that person that doesn't allow my temper to get out of control, but I need to not hang around angry people because that fires me up. And we've got to be careful. We've got to hang around, hang around the right people. Angry people create angry environments. And they have angry results. And they gather angry people into their lives. Psalm 1.1 says this, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. Blessed are those. The one who stays away from that stuff is blessed. And we have to ask ourselves, who are we hanging out with? A next level relationship shares what they know. Selfish people, comfort friends, will hide their secrets. They won't share them because they want to succeed themselves, but not, and, and they'll use everybody else to kind of to step on to get up. And so if they have a secret and they're succeeding, they want to succeed at the highest level, but they, they, they feel better if they keep everybody down here. Next level people share what they know. Listen to this passage. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that... Just remember, whenever you're reading Scripture and you see a so that, underline it, highlight it, because this is the big message that we're trying to get, so that we can comfort others... So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So what we've learned from God, we can bring to others. And we raise up those people to have the same faith and experience that we've had in those same kinds of moments. And we bless them with the blessing that we've received. So we're blessed to bless others, right? And so we comfort with the comfort we've received. If you've gone through a painful experience, you have a ministry. And if God's brought you out of that painful experience, you have a ministry because you've been given a comfort through that experience that now you can bring to others. I'm a recovered, burnt-out pastor. Guess what one of my ministries is? Helping burnt-out pastors and burnt-out people. I'm, I'm a, a healthy, no more meds, up on top of the world with God, up on top of the world in my life. And because I have gone through something, and now it would be irresponsible of me not to take it to other pastors and say, here is what I found out to be the secret. By the way, that's my book that I want to write, and hopefully someday I'll write it. I got to listen to Kurt and Randy in my head and go, have you written that book yet? Healthy relationships share what they know and know that growth comes through pain. We have to take what we have and share it with others. And if you are, are going through something, find the person that went through it. Because they're the ones that understand and know what it takes to get through it.
what it takes to believe, what it takes to have faith, what it takes to get discouraged. And, and you get discouraged in those painful moments, but there's somebody that knows that you can come out of it. If you're experiencing anxiety today, you want to talk to me. Because I've been through it. I've been at the very bottom of that anxiety experience so much so that I wanted to take my life. And I know that God will bring you out of it by his power and his grace and by the right friends and family members that can help you. Healthy relationships share what they know. Healthy next level relationships love with the love they've received. John 15, 12 says this. Jesus says this to us. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. I believe one of the secrets to you and me being effective in, um, in being a witness to others is simply sharing the love that you've received with them. You want to elevate somebody? You want to take somebody to another level of life experience? Go love them like you've been loved. And if you don't know how you've been loved, spend some time in, the front, in front of Scripture, especially in the Gospels, and look at the, the person of Jesus Christ who has died and risen and, and given us the, everything that we need to overcome this, this crazy life that we live and the sinful life that some, most often holds us captive. We are blessed. We've been loved. And if we don't share that love, we're being irresponsible. We're not being next-level relationship with anyone. I love getting next to somebody and hearing them say, oh, I'm such a bad person. Oh, I'm such a... And I'm like, yeah, I know. I am too. But I've been loved. Loved beyond anything I ever deserve. I didn't deserve Jesus to go to that cross. I didn't deserve for him to shed that blood. I didn't deserve for his broken body to be broken. But he did it for me because he loves me. Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, he died for us. A next level relationship will not let us settle for mediocrity. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. I love what Paul does with Timothy here. He says, You do not have an excuse. Just because you're young doesn't mean a thing. You can go and be a leader. You can lead the church. You can be a man of God. You can elevate everybody else because, not because you're, you're, you're old and wise, but because God has anointed you to lead the church. I love that. Next level relationships look at you in the eye and say, don't give me those excuses. I've given Kurt and Randy all kinds of excuses to not write this book. Oh, I'm busy. I have all kinds of things going on. And they're saying, you'll never get it done with that. You need, to, you need to sit down and start writing. It'll take over from there. Just get started. All right. If I can find the time. A next level relationship prays for you. There's not a better next level relationship than the one that we have with Jesus. 
And listen to his prayer in John chapter 17. It says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, through, though the world <clears throat> does not know you, I know you, and they, that you and, and they know you have sent me. I have made known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. He prays. Jesus prays for you and me to have this amazing experience, this amazing relationship with God. He doesn't want us to settle. He doesn't want us to have this little life. He wants us to have this big life. He wants us to have the same relationship he has with the Father that we, he wants us to have that same relationship. Church, I believe that that, that next level relationship first starts with Jesus and then it starts with you and me praying for others and having others pray for us. Never be shy about asking for prayer. And I'd be remiss to end this message, message if I didn't mention this. The next level relationship dies for you. I mentioned this passage just a moment ago. Romans 6, 5, 6 says, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Next level relationships are sacrificial. They will die for us. I know my buddies, my friends, my closest friends probably would die for, for me. Most importantly, I know Jesus already did die for me. And I know he's died for you. And if you're online, I know he's died for you. And he cares so much about you that he would do it again if he had to. Praise God he doesn't have to because he's risen from the dead. And he has power over death, hell, and the grave. And he has given us life. He has elevated us to the next level just by sacrificing his life for us. My challenge to you today is simply this. First, let's, let Jesus elevate you. Let him forgive you of your sins. Let him forgive you hope for eternal life. And let him let you know that you are on your way to heaven. There's no higher place to be. There's no better hope to have than to know that Jesus loves you, has died for you, has risen from the dead, and has hope for you. Secondly, be a healthy friend. Don't be a comfort friend. Don't make excuses for your friends. Don't let them be passive. Give them passion. Push them towards their dreams. Encourage them to rise up to the next level. Be that friend. Because when you are that friend, you will gather those type of people around you and you will gather those friends. God has graced me with many good, good friends. And I just praise him because I have the privilege of having those kinds of friends in my life, from professors that I've had in college to the DDAs that I mentioned earlier. All of those people have made a difference in my life. And I'm not saying I'm anything big or great. By God's grace, I'm standing on this stage 
But people have helped me. People have encouraged me. People encourage me to get my master's. People encourage me to go to college. People encourage me to love my wife. And people encourage me to reach for my dreams. And I praise God for that. Who are you hanging out with today? Who are you spending time with? Who has made the big difference in your life? Who's helping you get to that next level? Church, we're not going to get there if we don't hang out with the right people. And so let's do that. It doesn't mean to isolate ourselves by the right people either. Because we have to start, once we're elevated, we need to help others up, right? We need to help others come to Jesus. We need to help others come to that place. And I'm not, and by the way, elevation is not power. Elevation is not glory. Elevation is not any of that. It's, it's elevated to serve, blessed to bless others. That's the only value that we're talking about. We're not talking about becoming better than anybody else. Just want to make that last part clear. But it means that we're becoming better so that we can serve and love and help people get to their next level. Are you ready to choose relationships that build you? If you're hanging out with people, there might be some friends you need to fire right now. At least for a little while. If you want to fly like an eagle, you got to get rid of the turkeys. Yeah, God desires for us to get to that next level. Amen? Father God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you help us as individuals and as a church get to this next level. Help us to hang out with the right people. Father, we do want to fly like the eagles. We do want to have the power of your spirit moving in us and through us. We do want to know that we have the right people helping us and, and getting us to that next place. And, and, and as well as us being those same people who are helping others find their next level in life. God, help us to rise to that next level. Give us the right people in our lives so that we can make the, <clears throat> the biggest impact, so that we can rise to the highest of our potential, so that we can fulfill your will and purpose in our lives. God, help us with people that won't let us be passive and make excuses. God, we just want so much to walk in the path that you've set before us. Help it not just to be a dream, but help it to become a reality. And we thank you for the people that you're going to place in our lives right now. I praise you for that. I thank you for that. If you're here today, whether you're online or you're on site, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's the first and best relationship you can uh, engage in because that's the one that's going to get you to heaven. That's the one that's going to get you to a place in life where you can't imagine. And no one else can take you there but Jesus. And all you have to say is, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you were raised from the dead, and I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. If that's you, will you just pray that short prayer with me? Dear Jesus, I accept your forgiveness in my life. I need forgiveness. I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes, and I want your forgiveness in my heart. And I accept that based on the work you did on the cross right now. And I believe that you were raised from the dead. And I believe that you give us hope and eternal life. And because you are resurrected, God, I have the hope of eternal life. And I look forward to that day when I will spend eternity with you. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. I choose you, Lord, and I choose to serve you. And I will follow you for the rest of my life. In 
Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.